This is a Hot Pie Media Original. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the DMP City Sports Podcast presented by Odd Shark. I'm Chad Fisher alongside my co-host, Tony Farmer. How you doing, brother? I'm doing awesome, Chad. I'm looking forward to today's show because we're going to be interviewing Tim Burke, uh, most known for his time with the Montreal Expos, all-star pitcher, uh, team record holder for a couple records as well for the Expos. Had a cool career, but more importantly than his baseball career, he's an interesting guy. Yeah, super interesting. He's a really cool guy. He's uh, he's interviewed. Excuse me. He's um, adopted children with disabilities. That's why he he cut his career short. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been a chaplain for several NHL teams. Um, he's had a baseball career. He's a super Packer fan. He's a huge yeah. huge sports fan as well. Um, but interested to talk to him about his time in uh, in Major League Baseball. Yeah, man, I can't wait. Uh, he's a super interesting guy. Guy I remember watching play when I was a kid. So. It's going to be great to talk to him, pick his brain, and then find out about his life outside of baseball and all the things that he's accomplished since then. Yeah, it's going to be fun for sure. But before we bring Tim in, Chad, I was hoping you might be able to uh, tell folks about our lead sponsor, the folks that we love on this show, Oddshark. Yeah, definitely, man. Oddshark is your source for the latest odds from leading authorities, expert editorial content, the hottest sports news, and detailed matchup picks. Looking for statistics and trends for an upcoming game? Oddshark has that too, and it's freight. In-depth, expert analysis, odds, and trends to make help you make the sharp game day picks. They've got decades of stats in their databases, and their insiders give you takes so hot they sizzle. Mm. They're your one-stop shop for all your odds info on sports and pop culture events. So if you want to get a better understanding of the odds and the math behind the numbers, how the line is set, why the lines move during the week on the NFL odds list, Oddshark will give you all the tools you need. They are a proven industry powerhouse. Oddshark has info from around the globe, giving you the chance to access the best sports odds on the planet. Whether you want to check out tonight's football odds, this week's hockey or basketball trends, or anything in between, head on over to Oddshark and start thinking like a shark today. That's O-D-D-S-S-H-A-R-K.com. We're going to be using them and pulling from their uh, website a little bit later when we do the NFL preview. Uh, you got to go there, man, because you want to get the best number. They show you all the numbers across all these different betting sites because uh, there's a big fluctuation. There's a big difference between a lot of these sites and stuff. And so you want to make sure you're getting the best number. Don't just go... Just don't just stick with one site and you just always religiously go to that, man, because you could be getting screwed over. You could be getting a better number if you go to Odd Shark and, and check out all the other odds. Yeah, man, I couldn't agree more. And some people out there are probably thinking, oh, they're just saying nice things about Odd Shark because they're their lead sponsor. No, we were using Odd Shark before yeah. you know, this show even started. And so uh, we're happy to be partnering with them. And uh, like Chad said, they're a great resource, but not just for the numbers. Like Chad mentioned, they've also got great articles on there. They've got great analysts who give you different perspectives on games and matchups and things like that. So definitely check out oddshark.com. Uh, but yeah, like we said, without further ado, let's go ahead and uh, bring in Tim Burke and then we'll talk a little NFL football after that. Our next guest pitched uh, for the Montreal Expos and was their all-time leader in appearances and earned run average. He was an all-star for the Expos and later played for the New York Mets and New York Yankees. He amassed 49 wins, 444 strikeouts, 102 saves with a 2.72 ERA, which, by the way, is lower than several relievers in the Hall of Fame like Raleigh Fingers, Lee Smith, and Dennis Eckersley. In his rookie season, 1985, he led the National League in appearances and tied the Major League record for most appearances by a rookie. Please welcome to the show, Tim Burke. Tim, how are you doing today, man? Tony, I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me on. It's an honor, man. We're glad to have you here. Yeah, definitely, Tim. Great to have you on. Uh, I know you're a baseball guy, obviously, but you're also an all-around sports fan, the kind of guy that we love to have on our show. You are you served uh, NHL players as a chaplain. I also know you're a huge Green Bay Packers fan, and you were at that home opener in Lambeau. Yeah. We want to get you. Re- that. 
right there. Oh, there, there it is. Yeah, he's a shareholder. <laughs> I think my dad is as well. I was, not, I was not only at the home, or I was at the, uh, I was at the first game in Jacksonville, Ooh. which we laid an egg in. Then I was at Monday night's game where we got things back together, and then I didn't get, uh, yeah, so. Now we're off to rolling with Sunday night game was good. So yes, Packers are one of my huge passions. That's awesome. I want we wanted to get your reaction to that week three win and how confident you were when they uh, got the ball with thirty seven seconds left and no timeouts. Uh, actually, I was not confident with thirty seven seconds. I was calm. I'm very confident with a minute or more. I've seen it so much. Thirty seven with no timeouts was. I thought it was going to be asking a little much, but then he made the first throw, and I thought, oh man, you know what? He's going to do this again. And wow. So sure enough, and I've I've been spoiled for. I mean, I'm a lifelong devoted. Packer fan since I was four years old, but I've been spoiled for 30 years now with Favre and Rodgers being my only quarterbacks. It's pretty great. Yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> I'm a Browns fan, so uh, you guys have had amazing, amazing Maybe. luck there. You're on your way. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. We'll see, yeah. And I'm a 49er fan, so we're going to change the subject real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, your last couple years in the league, you averaged a salary of more than $2 million, um, and you retired at 34. I read a quote from Pirates infielder Tom Foley who said, you don't just say I'm retiring because of my family when you have a couple of good years left. Nobody does that, but Tim did it. We know that you made that decision to spend time with your four children uh, who you adopted who had disabilities. Can you bring us back to that day when you made that decision to, to walk away? Yeah, I had, uh, I mean, it was just, I was coming into what would have been maybe my 14th spring training and I was like normal. And then I got there and I saw, and I'm, and it's like, we were waiting on our fourth child that we adopted. A couple of them had serious special needs. And so, uh, my heart was just, I mean, I've always been so just like every athlete, you man, you live for spring training. Mm. It's so much fun to get back with the guys, start competing and get another season going and doing what you love. And it was like totally different when I got there. Cause it was like, man, cause things are so hard at home mm. with the kids, Christine, so overwhelmed with things with the kids and our daughter had just become brain damaged like a year before that wow. with an open heart surgery mm. and so um my heart was just different and and it wasn't uh freaked me out for about 10 days <laughs> and then mm. 10 days of spring training and then i knew it was like because i um you know, we'd been Christians a while and we had really realized I can change my heart, but mm. I mean, I can change my mind. I've done it so many times, but I think only God can change my heart like that, especially something so uh, deep down in there, a passion of baseball and pitching. I knew that it was mm. like, you know, I think I need to get out. I think I need to go home and be home more for the kids and for Christine. And I knew it was the right. I just knew it was the right decision. It was just didn't make any sense. But uh, I knew it was right for me after a whole lot of thinking and praying and talking to people that I really respected a lot. It was like, oh, yeah, it's kind of weird, but 
this is this was the right thing. I appreciate you going back to that day. Uh, I was going to say, you know, what led you to do that, to take on, uh, to adopt four children with special needs? I'm, I have a son that just turned a year old a couple days ago, and I'm a mm. first-time father, and it's difficult as all hell for me. I can only imagine <laughs> what that's like, how challenging that can be for you. But you're, like, literally doing God's work, and uh, obviously it's, it's a beautiful thing. But what led you to make that decision to adopt uh, four children with special needs? Yeah, we had uh, our daughter Nicole's birthday was the 25th three days ago. Okay, that's the day before mine. She's 31. But anyway, so go back to the beginning. Um, We were planning on having kids, Christine and I, and they just weren't coming. So we decided to have some tests done. And then the test said, you're probably not. Whoa, where'd you go? (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) Perfect. And that's pretty much what happened to to Christine's heart when it just fell apart like my phone did when we found out we weren't going to probably have kids. But she, I, I, like, she wanted to adopt, and I just thought, my gosh, adoption is so cool. I think people that do it are amazing, but there is no way Mm. that I could adopt another person's child and love them. I couldn't. There's no way I could do it. And so I said it very lovingly to Christine, but it's like, it's too big a decision to just go, Oh, you want to die? Okay, let's do it. It's like, no, we got to both be all in. And that, and so I told her that. So she did what um, many wonderful wives do. She prayed behind my back for a year. And so then all of a sudden, the next spring, and we didn't talk about it. She she was wonderful. <laughs> she said, I understand. I understand that you just can't do it. And she was great. But the, all the while, for the next year, she's praying that God would change my heart. And again, then, and, you know, this was before God changed my heart with uh, leaving baseball. But this was like, you know, so clearly I could not do this. And then I remember in the off season in Omaha, Nebraska, where we were both born and raised, went back there after the season. And I remember we're driving down Dodge Street and I turned to her and it's like, you know, I, I realized I just have a really deep desire to adopt a, a little Korean girl. And Aww. she just about fell out of the truck. It wow. was just, I mean, it was, and it was that clear that it's like, whoa, I went from there's no way to a deep desire. And it was like, oh, you know what? That I'm we believe that's from God. And so let's mm. follow it. And that's what got us started. And then um, it was uh, our first child, Stephanie. She wasn't special needs other than she was just really premature. but. The other kids were were special needs of one degree or another, and that was just another thing that we felt really led to do. It's obvious talking with you, you have a big heart and that you're a good person, you're a man of faith. But I know at times as a pitcher, you, you can't be the good guy. You've got to be the intimidating guy. You've got to pitch inside. Sometimes you might need to you know, have a hit-by-pitch to defend one of your teammates, et cetera. Can you talk to us about sort of that 
I don't want to say bad guy role, but being that intimidating guy on the mound <laughs> and how that sort of uh, may contradict your your personality a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and it's not a bad guy deal. It's not a. It's just my job, you know. And so I, I mean, as a Christian athlete, and I tell these hockey guys this all the time. It's like God gave you this ability. So you've got to go out. Your biggest obligation is go out and do the very absolute, very best you can for him. Mm. I mean, that's a much better motivation than for your coach or what your general manager's thinking or whatever. And so, man, when I was out there pitching, oh, gosh, I became kind of, I, I mean, I'm really laid back uh, guy. But when I got on the field, I let. My, I mean, I was a different guy. I was, I was <laughs> really animated, and I just really get into it, fist <laughs> bump and pump and all that, and and that. But that was just my passion coming out and everything I had in me. And if you have to drill a guy, you drill him. It's just part of baseball. Or you know, if you don't pitch inside, you don't last in the major league long at all. So it's like, you know, I'm pitching none, there's nothing wrong with that. That's just, you know, you just do it and try and get the guys out and try to do the best you can for the team. And so that aggressive part of it, I just love. <laughs> That's I mean, awesome. The competition and, and being a pitcher, especially, it's like, hey, it's you and me. It's me and you, hitter, and let's go, you know, because one of us is going to win and one of us is not. And I love that. That's awesome. Yeah, that was fun. You had 21 career. You got, you got me all pumped up. <laughs> I love Start it. Start body checking people in the supermarket and stuff. Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You had uh, 21 career hit, hit by pitches. Um, I'm curious, of those 21, how many of those kind of got away from you a little bit? And how many of those were you uh, maybe trying to send a message? Uh, two were. <laughs> oh, you know the exact number. <laughs> yeah and and one was pure one was sending a message which is okay that's you know you just you have to do it one was out of pure unadulterated anger Ooh. because i gave up a home run to the hitter before and we're winning two to one we're in cincinnati winning two to one i give up two run homer bottom of the eighth uh, Do you remember who, 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 oh, Eric Davis. Okay. Yeah. And so now all of a sudden we're down three, two, and it was just a terrible pitch, dumb, all my fault. And I just lost it. And I very <laughs> rarely lose it. And I lost it. And I just <laughs> drilled the next guy. Um, oh man. You don't I remember who it was, lost. do you? Uh, I do. I don't really want to tell you. Sure, that's was, fair. That's fair. Because <laughs> he was twice my size and so much stronger, he would have killed me. And maybe he'll he might remember this, so I won't say it. But um, yeah, the, you know, <laughs> this is awesome. So anyway, we're just talking. So you and I, we're just this is fun. So anyway, little fun story. I drill him at the both benches empty. No punches thrown, nothing happened. It just diffused. But um, he was mad. I was mad. And 
I'm staring at him on the base when he got to second base and I we're just, Oh man. And anyway, so the, <laughs> the next day comes and you know, we're, we're having batting practice. They're having batting practice. And then they're coming off the field. We go on the field for batting practice. And as I'm going on the field, I'm kind of all by myself. And I see this guy coming right at me, the guy that I drilled mm. last night. He's coming right at me. And I'm thinking, okay, it's on. And mm. he's going to pummel me. Before my teammates can get to me, <laughs> I'm going to – I'll be done. <laughs> so he comes up, he comes up and he goes, <laughs> and he goes, he comes up and I'm expecting him to punch me or grab me. <laughs> he comes up and he reaches out his hand and he goes, Hey man, I'm really sorry. I know you, I wow. know you're a Christian. I know you're a good guy. I know you did not try to hit me last night. So <laughs> I apologize for making a big show of it. <laughs> and so, I, you know, I'm going, hey man, don't worry about it. No problem. That's cool. Internally, I'm thinking to myself, it's like, no, I really did try to put that ball right through your grip. So anyway, um, I didn't get beat up, and that's just a little false story. Yeah, that's a good one, man. I appreciate you sharing that. This is something I've always wondered, uh, Tim. You were really durable in your career, and you made a lot of appearances. As we go back in history, in baseball history, you uh, players could pitch every day, no problem. But in your era, and especially today's era, they can't do that anymore. Why do you think players are less durable? Uh, you know, they are just... You know, you couldn't pitch every day, but I pitched as often. My arm bounced back so well. I could, you know, like I did, I set the record by rookie year, and then I kept, I could pitch a lot. But now, I think nowadays, uh, the game has changed. They train, they don't train pitchers to go nine innings. They train them to pitch 100 pitches, or, and then they're very, very, uh, overprotective. The analytics have taken over, and so guys, so the coaches and all the training things say do it this way. So now it'll it'll never go back to the way it was. It, it, you know, it's just a starter. Man, you you go five six innings, and that's all they ask. And um, it's just different these days. But there, it, it's it's not going back. Mm, I agree. Sadly. I agree. Um, I've been in major league clubhouses as a sports writer before. It, it's a unique environment, a unique place for people that, that haven't been in there. I'm curious, any particularly memorable pranks that you remember? You were, you played for uh, four different organizations, if you count the Reds there at the end. Um, any particular me memorable stories or pranks? Uh, no, but one of the regular ones was... I. I'd never seen it till I got to the big leagues and I guarantee you, they still do this today. They will get a young bat boy. <laughs> that's pretty naive. And the manager, my, my manager in Montreal was Buck Rogers. And I happened to have been sitting next to him when he did this. He is before the game before, you know, everything is relaxed. It's like 20 minutes before the game. And he goes, calls a bat, bat boy over and the bat boy's like, you know, 12 or 13. And he goes, Hey, we forgot the key. 
we need you to go over to the manager. Maybe <laughs> we're playing St. Louis and it's Whitey Herzog. And so he goes, go over to Whitey Herzog. He's the manager of St. Louis. He's in the dugout right over there. Go over there and ask him. He says, hey, we lost the key to the batter's box. We need a key <laughs> to the batter's box. So go ask him. And so you watch the, the, <laughs> the batter's box. You know, the little poor bat boy, he doesn't know what's going on. He runs over there and he does that. And then you could see you could see the guy go, oh, yeah, okay. And so he sends them into their locker room. And then he goes to the, goes up, go talk to the head equipment guy. And then the head equipment guy will end up saying, oh, no, we don't have it. We I just sent it over to the uh, to Montreal's locker room. So it's over there. So you send the bat boy around like for 20 minutes. You know, it's pro sports. We're just a bunch of kids (laughs) playing a, you know, a a game and it's, you're just kids. And so you got to do stuff like that just to relieve the pressure, just to have fun. And so those kinds of things, plus, you know, the hot foot in the dugout or you blow a bubble with your bubble gum and then you put it on the top of the guy's hat. Dennis Martinez used to do that a lot. And, uh, (laughs) So yeah, just fun little dumb stuff. What you said the hot foot in the in the dugout? What is that one? Yeah, well, you get something you, you kind of sneak under the the bench and you put um, lighter fluid on the guy's uh, <laughs> shoelaces, and then you uh, light them. <laughs> light it, and then you know, and then in a maybe thirty seconds or. You know, pretty soon it's like, whoa, man, guy's foot is, his shoe's on fire, literally. <laughs> and so then he looks and he goes, and then as soon as you look down and you see it, you know you've been hot-footed, but also <laughs> everybody on the bench knows it and they're all watching to wait for your reaction. So that's that's the hot foot. And that happened in major league uh, dugouts or, or in the minor leagues or what? Oh, it happens, I guarantee you, it happens uh, that's, that's a, that's a greatest hits. One. Yeah, that's, that's going on today. I guarantee you if there is a big leaguer right there next to you, ask him, we go, Oh, hot foot. Oh yeah. We still, yeah, we do that. <laughs> that's awesome. That is awesome. That's hilarious. <laughs> that's a good one. <clears throat> um, Tim, I'm, I'm wondering, uh, I would like to know, like, what's the difference in culture between uh, the Expos and the Yankees? You played in both markets and media attention and everything like that, obviously. But what, what was it about the Yankees that, ma- that made them so distinct and stand out amongst the other clubs? You know, it's funny. I grew up my whole life hating the Yankees. Same. I was a big, big Dodger fan, hated the Yankees. And then um, I just hated all the drama around them all through the 70s and into the 80s and then you know in 92 i'm playing in new york well first of all i'm in montreal for seven years and you know hockey is number one in montreal not baseball and so Mm. it was i loved my time in montreal but it wasn't real intense as far as crowds and the whole media intensity Man, I got traded halfway through the year to the Mets, 
and the Mets back then, the Mets owned New York, and they were the big team. Mm. So, man, immediately, overnight, I get traded to the Mets, and I go there, and oh, it was so much fun, so intense, the fans, the media, everything, and so the energy, the buzz was there. And then the next year, I get traded from the Mets to the Yankees, so I don't have to we don't have to move. I just drive to a different part of New York. And so, but when I hate, I just thought, Oh no, I'm going to the Yankees. <laughs> so I go, you know, and we're actually at home when I got traded. So I drove to Yankee stadium and thought, okay, this is pretty cool. <laughs> I'm going to work at Yankee stadium, wow, yeah. the most historic mm. place on earth. Mm. And, Huh, this is kind of cool. And so then I went in the locker room, you know, meet everybody. And Mattingly was the main guy then, and he was the greatest. And so then I get the uniform, I put the uniform on, I go in the bathroom, look into the mirror, and I'm wearing the pinstripes. And I thought, wow, mm. it's almost, almost like a holy moment to just, mm -hmm. I'm wearing the pinstripes. Yeah. This is history. Mm. You know, and so that was beyond cool to be able to go to Yankee Stadium, work at Yankee Stadium wearing the pinstripes. It was very cool. Yeah, absolutely. You played for them when George Steinbrenner was still there. Did you ever meet George? George, thankfully, it was um, it was the year he was suspended, <laughs> so mm. he wasn't around at all. He couldn't be around mm. because of whatever he did the year before. So all of his, all of the employees and the workers behind the scenes. And it was like the greatest year ever for them because they didn't have George <laughs> breathing down their neck. The boss wasn't so around. I, yeah. No, no, he wasn't around. So. Hey, is that, I got to ask you, is that a Tom Petty shirt you got on there? Oh, heck yeah. Is it yeah. really? That's oh, crazy. God. I just saw Good his forehead eye. and I could tell who it Good was. Eye, Chad. I'm a big uh, Van Morrison oh. fan. I, uh, I'm, I've seen him like 10 oh, times in concert. I'm going to see him uh, next week in San Diego, actually. But uh, I, Van Morrison? Yeah, Van Morrison is my favorite musician. Oh, I, I named my son right. after him, actually. My son's name is Van. But, uh, oh, that's I heard, so cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I am a off-the-charts uh, Tom Petty fan. Yeah, I've yeah. seen him. Before he died, uh, 16 times. Oh, wow. And, uh, just love, love him. Yeah, I heard you're a Clapton yeah. fan as well, right? Him and Van Morrison are pretty good buddies. Yeah, they are. That was a cool song they put out yeah. together just yeah. now recently. Yeah, I was at Clapton. So I went to Monday Night Football in Green <laughs> Bay, flew back to Nashville. Tuesday went and saw Clapton at uh, Bridgestone Arena Tuesday night. So I've, uh, yeah, that was just, oh, man. That's awesome. He, he's, yeah, I bet. Yeah, that sounds huge, awesome. Huge blues guy, huge, huge music guy. So my, my, uh, boy, we are just off all over the place. <laughs> it's all good. That's what I we do it. here. Hey, that's the point. We yeah. love it. So anyway, my, my, um, my Mount Rushmore would be Springsteen, Petty, Clapton and uh, probably Seeger. Okay. More of music. There yeah. you go. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. Before we let you go, I got one last question here. You uh, you played alongside some huge names. You had teammates Andre Dawson, Tim Raines, Dwight Gooden, Eddie Murray, Bobby Bonilla. 
Can you pick out one of those guys and maybe tell us a story, an anecdote, maybe something you learned from them? Um, anything that sticks with you from any of those huge names? Uh, I will say Tim Raines. Um, I am so glad he finally got in the Hall of Fame. Mm, absolutely. He credit he was due. Um, yes. And so if you look at him um, or interviews all throughout, he's he's normal and he he he's just a normal person when you when he does an interview but when you're with him every day for years he was by far like it wasn't even close he was by far the funniest player i ever <laughs> played with yeah. he was hilarious he was always messing with people back my first two years dawson and reigns were both in Montreal and when I was there and that was like a big brother little brother Tim Raines would be messing with Hawk all the time <laughs> where it was they were hilarious together Andre Dawson is just intimidating yeah. he's just scary until you get to know him mm. because he's so quiet yeah. but, but Rock, Rock was just the funniest craziest biggest little kid ever and you wouldn't know that from like interviews or anything but he was I appreciate you sharing that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Make sure you give him a follow on Twitter. He is at Tim Burke 44. Tim, this was an awesome interview, man. You're such a, uh, an eclectic guy. You've accomplished so much in your career and it's, <laughs> it's awesome to get to talk to you. We didn't even get to talk about, about motorcycles yet, man. We're going to have to, we got to have, yeah, you, on have you on again. More live music and yeah. motorcycles. Yeah that's, yeah. that's my other passion is like, uh, Green Bay Packers music and my motors, my biking. Yeah. When I, if uh, you make that trip down to Austin, let us know, man. We'd love to get you on in studio and have a little bit longer conversation and uh, talk to you about some of the things we didn't I get will, to. And I absolutely will. And then you will steer me to some amazing barbecue. Oh, yeah, we barbecue, will. live music, and yeah, spring water you. if you like swimming. We I mean, you. we got you covered for yep, sure. For sure. All right. Cool. Awesome. Thanks, Tim. We really appreciate it, brother. Time. Yeah. I love I love talking to you. Let's do it. Yeah, we definitely will. Do. will. Thank you so much, man. Thanks, man. Right. Thank you. Peace, brother. All right, we're super uh, proud to announce that uh, the DMP CD Sports Podcast is now sponsored by BetterHelp. They're our newest sponsor on the show, and we couldn't be happier about that. That's Better H-E-L-P. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? I was talking to a friend of mine a couple uh, a couple days ago, and we were talking about how uh, therapy has helped both of us, man, and how 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 much happier it's made us, and how we're able to um, we're much more clear headed, you know, what I'm saying, uh, more confident, all these things, and it's all because of therapy, man. It's it's such an awesome resource, and it's no longer taboo to talk about this stuff, man. You uh, you, you work out, you eat right, you got to take care of your mental uh, as well, man. You got to uh, talk to someone. Just because you go to see a therapist doesn't mean like you're you got all kinds of problems and stuff. But everyone right. needs regular maintenance, man. You got to go and talk to somebody about. Things that are going on in your life. Uh, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with, what, with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional therapy done securely online. Yeah, and what's cool about it is they have a broad range of experiences. You know, therapists aren't one size fits all. They have therapists that are, um, you know, expertise is maybe in divorce or trauma or things like that. And so you kind of have a broad range of expertises to choose from with BetterHelp, which is pretty sweet. Whereas the office down the street from you may only have three or four therapists who have only three or four areas of expertises. This service is available worldwide. So it doesn't matter where you live and you can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist. Yes. Even at 3am, 
You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. You won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as you do with traditional therapy. Yeah, BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. That's BetterHelp.com. Yeah, and if you visit their website, you can read testimonials from real people. I know every time I buy a new product or service, I want to hear from actual individuals that have used that service so that I can hear kind of how well it went for those people. So head on over to BetterHelp.com slash reviews, and you can actually hear from actual people. Visit BetterHelp.com slash DMP, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, and join over 1 million people who've taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Yeah, they're getting super popular. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. Uh, we have a special offer for our listeners. If you go to BetterHelp, that's H-E-L-P dot com forward slash D-N-P, as in did not play, you're going to get 10% off your first month. That's an awesome deal. It's already cheaper than uh, traditional therapy, um, and so you're getting an even better deal if you uh, put, uh, put in our promo code. We get 10% off your first month, man. Yeah, so if you've been on the fence and you've been like, you know, I think maybe I do need therapy. I've been considering this lately. Do it. You're getting 10% off. You don't have to leave your house. What better time than now to do it? Do it before your mental health spirals out of control. Like, like Chad says, maintain your mental health. Do that maintenance work on it. Yeah, and like we said, man, it's just because you're seeing a therapist. You don't have to go see a therapist if you're, you know, really, really down and super depressed and all this stuff. You can go just for uh, checkups, you know what I'm saying? Just Absolutely. to like have someone to talk to. It's it's so comforting to have someone that you can talk to about all the things that are going on in your life. Makes you more confident, makes you more at ease, calms you down, makes you happier, which is more which is super important as well. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, so go to BetterHelp. That's H-E-L-P dot com forward slash D-M-P. You're going to get 10% off your first month. All right, folks. Now let's move on to our NFL betting segment. Let's talk about these matchups for next week, starting with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at Philadelphia at the Eagles. The Buccaneers opened as a six and a half point favorite. It's now up to seven and seven and a half at some shops as well, according to Odd Shark. Who do you like there, Chad? I'm going with Tampa Bay, obviously. Uh, you know, they, they're they now the Super Bowl favorites. They look pretty good. Obviously, they definitely have some holes, some things they need to correct uh, throughout the season and everything like that. But how do you bet against Tom Brady, man? You and I were talking about this the other day. You got to pick one guy to, to uh, get you a win right now. I'm, I'm going with Tom Brady. You know what I mean? I know he's not you know, league MVP like Aaron Rodgers or some of these other guys, but that's what I'm taking to win a game anytime. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, I don't disagree with you on the Brady analysis. He's obviously the GOAT. Um, it is tough to bet against him. I'm going to do it, though. I'm going to bet him against him this week. I'm going to get that hook at seven and a half. Um, the Bucks are a better team than the Eagles, and they're probably more than a seven and a half point. Uh, they pr- should, you could make an argument that they're they should be favored by more. What I like here is the matchups, though. The okay. Eagles have those really speedy uh, uh, wide receivers, mm-hmm. and the Bucks are thin at cornerback right now. And their best cornerback right now is Richard Sherman, who is slow. <laughs> yeah. So I just see a situation where, yeah, Tampa Bay is more talented. They have better coaches. No doubt about it. On paper, they're a better team. But the matchups yeah. make the Bucks vulnerable here. And I could really see a situation where – uh, Philadelphia with those deep threats can uh, can keep this game close, and it can almost kind of turn out into a sh- uh, turn into a shootout here. So I'm going to take uh, Philadelphia plus seven and a half here. Yeah, I don't blame you, man. I see that. I mean, that's a large spread. It's Thursday night game. It's yeah. in Philly. Um, I could see uh, 
Philly, uh, you know, keeping that within seven points. Yeah, I, I like the home teams on Thursday nights. It doesn't always work out, but yeah. just the fact that somebody has to travel on a short week yeah. uh, can make things tricky for sure. Uh, next up, we've got Urban Myers, Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, I, I don't want to say hosting. They're technically the home team, but this is in London again um, against Miami. The Jaguars are three and a half point underdogs to Miami. Two, two terrible teams. We're just shipping um, over to Europe, four of our worst teams, uh, Miami at Jacksonville. Your thoughts? There's going to be nobody at this game. <laughs> I don't know if they're going to go watch a cricket match or some shit because uh, I don't think anyone's going to be at this. Uh, Miami's taking a step back this year after that kind of super lucky season last year. Um, they've regressed. Uh, Two has been hurt as well, as usual. Uh, he might be back, by the way. He yeah. might be back. We'll see, week. man. We'll see how effective yeah. he is if he is back. Exactly. Uh, Jacoby Brissett has actually played pretty well. He's done okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. So Jacksonville, man, I don't know. I just You got to keep Urban out of them bars. And I don't <laughs> know how you're going to do that. You yeah. know what I mean? It's yeah, London. Well, you know, <laughs> He's going to want to go down to a pub and start banging some butt. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's fucking Urban Meyer. What the hell else is he going to do? No kidding. No kidding. Maybe I wonder if he's going to stay back in London after this game. You know? <laughs> he's just like, you know what? Send the, his team home without yeah, You guys go ahead and have fun, man. I'm, I'm going to stay stick around here, you know, check out some of the local talent, if you know what I mean. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. I I, I don't want to mess with this game, dude. I would take Miami, I guess, at three and a half point favorites, but shit. Yeah. If you force me to bet it, I'd I'd have to fade Jacksonville here, um, but I'd have no interest in touching this game. I will say this. As horrible as that game is, I do like the fact that we have these early games that are starting at 8 30 9 30 yeah man you was up early watching this shit the other day man yeah absolutely absolutely yeah (laughs) so uh i skipped that shit i skipped the london games man i'm good (laughs) on that i don't think i've ever watched a a london game because it's always dude if if thursday night football's make a wish the london games are like shit the teams that are about to be fucking that are about to move and shit that's all the the only teams they send there teams are like hey you know what would they would jacksonville miss their team you know (laughs) we'll see probably not but uh i I like it man even though it's terrible games i just feel like a shitty nfl game is better than nothing i think the bet better uh yeah i agree but i think the better uh bet here is uh over under how many weeks before urban myers out of jacksonville Mm, all right let's set the line right now what what should the line be i'm gonna put it at I'm gonna say week ten. Okay, that's what I was 10. thinking. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm gonna take uh, the. I'm gonna take over that. I okay. think. I think he'll last past week ten, but between ten and and fourteen, he's gonna he's gonna step down. I could see like the last two or three games, him him stepping down and uh, doing something else. Uh, probably going to USC or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. Is it? Uh, he's not gonna last the whole season. No hell no, dude. I, I don't see that. There's happening. no way in hell they can bring him back. Have him, you know, in camp and uh, the doing the draft and all that stuff. Nobody on that team respects him, man. I mean, I don't think they did before him banging butt in a fucking a shitty steakhouse. Uh, Do you steakhouse. know that it was butt or could it have been vagina? I it mean, could have been. It was probably both. He probably had two 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 fingers down there. He's getting a little <laughs> a shocker, a little double action. You know what I'm saying? That's uh, Urban Meyer. That shit was hilarious, man. I still can't. I still can't stop laughing about that shit, man. Yeah. What a goofball. Who would have thought Urban Meyer was a dirtbag? <laughs> Who would have thought? What a shot. No one knew. What a shot. That was, came out of left field. Uh, all right, moving on here. We've got the Green Bay Packers, four and a half point favorites at the Chicago Bears. Opened at four and a half, still at four and a half. Uh, any thoughts on this one, Chad? Chicago's been a little bit of a surprising team. No one really anticipated them being three and two right now, which how in the hell did they get to be three and two? You know, that's, that's kind of a mystery. Uh, they got a shitty coach who uh, hasn't um, 
I don't feel like he's had like the best game plans every week with, with some of the talent that he has. I think that's a guy that's probably on his way out as well. But they've looked pretty good. They look decent. You know what I mean? They're, they're above 500 now. Um, Justin Fields didn't have a great week last week, but you know he, he, we'll see if he plays too. That's another thing. Yeah. I know he's injured. Um, I'm going to go Green Bay here. I think they're going to cover this. Four and a half. I mean, that's, that's less than a touchdown. I think they're going to beat them by at least a touchdown. Yeah. I, again, I, I'm not going to touch this one. I hate to keep saying that, but I'm only going to put my money down on a game that I like. And this actually fits a system that I typically like. I like the short home underdogs in a division. Yeah. So I usually like to bet those spots, but I just don't have any faith in the Bears. Yeah, I, I don't, man. I just I have no faith in that team. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna sit this one out for sure. Uh next up we've got Houston, who gave the Patriots a run for their money last week, um, is on the road as now nine and a half point underdogs uh to the Colts. Colts are going to be on a short week because they just had that Monday night game where they also put up a decent fight and ended up losing in, uh, in the end to the Ravens. Uh, this game opened at seven and a half as Colts is the favorite and it's gone up to nine and a half. Betters apparently were impressed with what they saw from India on Monday night. I, I can't understand why this line is so high. Mm. This is crazy to me. You know what I mean? We're acting like Indianapolis is like fucking a, a definite playoff team, which they're not. Mm. Uh, I wouldn't touch this game. I mean, Honestly, yeah, I would, dude. I would put some money down on Houston here. You know what I'm saying? Because I think they're going to keep it with – I think they might win this game. I mean, it's a divisional matchup. I can see them winning this easily. And nine and a half. First win more. of the season? Yeah, it's just two – yeah, dude. I think they've played a lot better. I understand Houston's, you know, terrible. But I don't think Indianapolis is that much better. I think – I'm not going to do this, but I think this is going to be perhaps the most popular survivor pick of the week that people in survivor wow. pools are going to – because is it not the biggest point spread? It's not. The Rams are 10 and a half. Yeah. It's the second biggest point spread of the week. So that's just that alone is going to attract people to that game. Um, I'm not going to I'm not going to risk my survivor life on that game. No, uh, I agree. Uh, I'm not going to put Indy on upset alert, but I, I'd like Houston to cover for sure. Personally, yeah. I agree with you. Nine and a half points is too much. Uh, next up, we've got this is my favorite. My favorite bet of the week right here. We got the Chiefs six and a half point favorites. Um, on the road against Washington. Yeah, man, it seems like that's high, too. You know, Kansas City has not been playing super well lately. They've got mm -hmm. some problems. As we predicted on this show, uh, they got some problems, and it doesn't seem like that's going away anytime soon. I think this is going to be a year where they'll they'll squeak by to make the playoffs, to be honest with you. I could see them being like 10-6, uh, and six, or, or I'm sorry, 10-7 and seven or something like that. You know what I mean? That would not surprise me whatsoever. A very en enigmatic team. But uh, six and a half is a lot, man. I'd actually go Washington here. Yeah, I think you and I were really two of the first people to predict the downfall of the Chiefs. Mm -hmm. If you go back to our Jordan Zerm episode, we did an NFL Futures preview where we talked about the AFC West, and you and I said the Chargers were the pick in that division, and don't be surprised that the Chiefs fall from grace and have a Super Bowl hangover. Um, I like the Chiefs to cover the six and a half here. Here's what I really like, though. I really like teasing this game down. You guys know I like teasers on this show, particularly six points. He likes teasers, everybody. Six, <laughs> yeah, that's what, Tony's a big – that's why he goes to Vegas. He tease. likes teasers. Yeah, I like teasing them down six points. Uh, two teams, six-point teasers. This is a perfect one right here. Then the Chiefs just have to win the game at that point if I tease it down. I already paired it. I put this on my Twitter before the game, and I hope someone – I hope people out there saw it and took advantage of this. Um, I suggested pairing it down with the Ravens on Monday night. That first leg already hit. Now I just need this second leg to hit, which is the Chiefs. But if you guys want to take advantage of this, if you agree with me that this is a good move, find another game that you'd like that you can add six points to the point spread uh, to your advantage to go along with the Chiefs. Um, this, I, I think this is the best one on the board, though. That's the best te teaser leg. Chiefs just have to win the game. They've played really good teams. 
I mean, the Chiefs have played the Chargers. They played the Bills. They've played really good teams, and this is going to be probably their weakest opponent that they've played all year. And I think we could have a little bit of a uh, of a coming out party of sorts for yeah. the Chiefs against Washington. Washington, not a team with a great home field advantage at all either. You know what I mean? So I'm trying to find arguments for the Washington side, and I'm coming up short, and I just I just can't do it. Uh, so that, that's why I really like the Chiefs here for sure. Next, we've got Rams at Giants. Rams are 10.5-point favorites. Yeah, I would take the Rams with this one, man. I know it's a large spread, but uh, we don't know if Daniel Jones is going to be playing. The way he looked against Dallas, he better not be playing. You know, so, It looked like he was in another world. Yeah, I, I don't know that he's going to be playing for a couple weeks. He might be out a few weeks. We're talking about his concussion, of course, <clears> for those of you who may not have seen it. It was pretty ugly. Saquon Barkley doesn't look – I don't know that he's going to play. Yep. Um, Galladay also got hurt as well. Yep. So they're going to be banged up. They're at home, but 10 and a half. It's a large spread, but I'm going to take the Rams, and I think this is going to be a blowout. Yeah, I'm going to agree. This is my survivor pick for the week. Um, if somehow the Giants upset the Rams, I'm going to be the, the the saddest person in Austin, Texas next week. I'll tell you that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the Rams here, uh, 10 and a half, for the exact same reasons that Chad mentioned. The Giants are just too banged up. And, frankly, I don't think they were a good football team before the injuries, and so now you're just adding that uh, on top of it. Uh, this is a game. The Rams are in a tough division. They need this game more than the Giants because the Giants don't really have that high of expectations. Uh, the Rams need to keep pace with the Cardinals, so they're going to be highly motivated. I like the Rams to blow out the Giants here for sure. Same. Uh, this is an interesting one. Bengals are three-point favorites against Detroit in Detroit. Yeah. And in some places, you can find some three-and-a-halves. Actually, as I look here on Odd Shark, I see more three-and-a-halves than threes. Yeah. Um. Oh boy, this is dude. The Lions are just an interesting team, man. They play they, hard. They they play hard. It's tough to blow them out. They scratch and claw. Uh, they bite kneecaps, <laughs> as their head coach said. Um, so I think the Lions are actually underrated. They're not a good team, but they're not as bad as a lot of people yeah. think. They're not as bad as their record suggests. The Bengals are one of the more confusing teams to me. So keep in mind, they were only a three point dog to the Packers at home. And now you're only going to make them a three-point favorite to the oh, Lions dude, on the road? I got to talk about this shit, man. The kicker that thought he won the game, oh. he started dancing and, and jumping up and down and everything. So like, that shit was hilarious, dude. So great. Of course, a kicker, this dumbass that only plays like four plays a game, misses like doesn't know that he missed the damn field goal. That shit was hilarious. They should have let him keep going. They should just be like, yeah, dog, yeah, great kick. And just He's like, why isn't everybody as excited as I am about this? This is weird, you know? The fans don't even seem to give a shit. Dude, the slow-mo of watching his face as he realized <laughs> it, it was so classic. That shit was hilarious. It reminded me of those Southwest Airline commercials, yeah, yeah. Want to Get Away. Yeah. Like, where you, where you realized that at that moment in front, of, in front of thousands of people. So many people missed it, too. Like, there's guys giving him high fives. Like, his holder was giving him a high five. Like, yeah, man, we did it. You know, and then they're like, uh, hey, dumbass, you didn't make it. You know what I'm saying? That shit was funny as hell. It's funny because there was no doubt in my mind. Like, I, I saw it hit the flag. I knew that it wasn't good uh, live. There was no doubt in my mind. Yeah. Um, and then he started celebrating. And then I started to second guess myself. I'm like, did I miss something? Did the yeah. refs make a call to the ref? Yeah. Like, what just happened? And uh, yeah, that was interesting. But how about that whole game, though, Chad? I mean, you had five missed field Crazy. goals. Packers missed an extra point earlier in the game, too. So you had six missed kicks in that game, but five missed field goals in like the last. I think three minutes of regulation and overtime. It was insane. I've never seen anything quite Kickers like that. Kickers always fucking shit up. You know Dude. what I mean? They're always screwing up the game and shit. Another thing is Dan Campbell. This dude's supposed to be all tough and, 
and hard nose and everything like that. He's crying in the damn post game presser, man. Oh, that's a different game, but yeah, yeah. The, the Lions yeah, game, he was, the, the Lions he was emotional game. as hell. Yeah, dude. You can't be uh, all tough and big and buff like that. You're in there crying like a little bitch in the fucking uh, post game presser, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to start to do- doubt your toughness a little bit, man. You can't be crying about that shit. Yeah, he wasn't biting kneecaps in that. In that <laughs> no, show, that's for sure. He looked like he needed a bottle and a fucking warm blanket. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, so for a bet here. Three and a half. Yeah, I, shit. I, I, I think I'll take Cincinnati. the line. You go Cincinnati. I'm going to yeah. go Detroit. I'll take the three and a half at home. They're going to, I don't think the Lions are going to lose every game this year. No, okay? I think they're going to be one of the best two and 15 teams of <laughs> yeah. all time, dude. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they can keep this close. Um, they're going to upset someone at some point. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked to see it this yeah. week. But three and a half, yeah, I'll take them at home with three and a half. I like it. I think Cincinnati's overrated for sure. Every time they've played good teams, they, they don't show up. So uh, we'll see how this one goes. Um, Chargers, three point underdogs to Baltimore. Um, I'll tell you what, I, I can almost promise you people are going to be all over the Chargers this week. Yeah. I think the public is going to love this because the Chargers have never been higher in the minds of betters right now. People are on that bandwagon. They're starting to look at them. We were earlier in the season, before the season started, but people are starting to look at the Chargers and Justin Herbert as the real deal and as Super Bowl contenders. And now you're going to give those hot Chargers three points against Baltimore, who, by the way, is coming off of a short week. This is one of those situations where the line feels fishy. I talk yeah. about it a lot. And I think I know why the line's fishy in this case. I think the line's fishy because the Ravens are a damn good running team. Mm-hmm. And the Chargers struggle to stop Yeah, they the cannot. Run. Yeah. So fans see this and they go, well, the Chargers are a better team than the Ravens. And you're giving me three points? Chargers, done. But let's look at the matchups. Let's look at how these games are played out on the field. How are the Chargers going to stop Lamar Jackson? I don't, see, I don't see them doing it. Yeah, they're going to run for like 200-plus yards. That's the way – this team reminds me a lot of the Chiefs from the last few years. Mm. You, In order to beat them, you you can run the ball. You can put up, as we saw with the Browns game last week, you can put up 40-plus points against them. They can also score 50. You know, So the thing with the Chargers, I think you have to possess the ball. You got to run the ball. You got to control the clock. You got to keep that offense off the field. When they get off the, on the field, man, it takes one or two plays, man, and they're – they're so explosive. Justin Herbert is just an amazing, amazing quarterback. He's going to be a damn stud in this league for yeah. the next 10 or 15 is. years. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, but I agree. Yeah, but he's going, to, he's going to be one of the best quarterbacks in this league for a long time to come. Yeah. Those matchups with him and Patrick Mahomes over the next 10 or 15 years are going to be awesome to watch as Lost well. Uh, if this was at two and a half, I would be all over it. If this was two and a half, uh, the Chargers favored by two and a half, I'd, I'd grab that. I could see them winning by a field goal, but three – I don't know, man. I don't know if I'd mess with this, to be honest with you. This is going to be a crazy game. I'm not sure which way it's going to go. If I had to pick, I'm going to go the Chargers. Um, they are at Baltimore. It's in Baltimore. Um, Baltimore coming off in another emotional win uh, this week. I just feel like Baltimore it could easily be one and four. Yeah. You know, they're, they're four and one. They could very, very easily be one and four. And they should be, you know, uh, yeah. they got uh, Detroit got screwed against them with the. Uh, uh, delay a game they should have been called right before that 66 yard kick um they they should have lost against the the Colts they're down you know 16 points in the fourth quarter ended up winning um I don't know if I would really touch this game to be honest with you but if I had to pick I would go with the Chargers yeah I like the Ravens I think you bring up a good point about it being two and a half it's not right now but if I'm correct that everybody's going to be on the Chargers then this game will go down to two and a half. And if it does, I think you're going to see even more uh, sharp betters taking Baltimore here. But I'm comfortable taking three. Um, I am going to weigh it out and see if, if it does go down to two and a half. But if it doesn't, I'm going to take it at three and be, and be pretty happy with it. Uh, this next game here, teaser alert. I told you earlier, 
Um, the first leg of that teaser that I really like is Chiefs just to beat the the Washington football team. This next one right here, we got Minnesota one point um, underdog in some places, but in other places they're a point and a half favorite. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. They're a point and a half underdog in some places and a point favorite in other places. Yeah. So we've got a two and a half point difference. Another great example of why you absolutely have to shop around. Um, I'm going to take the book where Minnesota is a one and a half point underdog. I'm going to add six points to that. So now I get Minnesota seven and a half on the road against Carolina. Great teaser option right there to pair with the Chiefs. Um, but just looking at this game, I also like the Vikings getting a point and a half um, at Carolina. If you got to use the point spread one with the Vikings a one point favorite, makes it a little tougher, but I still like the Vikings in this matchup here. What are your thoughts, Chad? Uh, this is another game, man. It's going to be difficult for me to touch. These are two teams. I'm not sure how oh, – I haven't gotten a handle on them just yet. Um, McCaffrey might be back, by the way. Yeah, yeah. That would definitely shot. help. It's in Carolina. Uh, I'll go Carolina here. I think they're going to win this game. Minnesota has had some bad luck this year. They played some really good teams and been in close games seemingly every single week. Uh, they could easily be a team that's 4-1 and one or so, or 3-2 and two even instead of 1-4. and four. Uh, Isn't that what they are? They're 1-4, and four, right? Uh, Minnesota's got two wins now because oh, okay. they just beat the, okay. the Lions. Yeah, they just yeah. beat the Lions. Yep. Um, so it's going to be a good matchup, man. This is going to be a sneakily good matchup, in my opinion. These are two teams. We're going to find out a lot about these guys this week uh, going up against each other. I think they're very evenly matched teams. That's why this is only a one-point spread here. Um, if I had to pick, man, I'm going with Carolina. Cool. So we're on opposite sides of that. I'll take Minnesota. Uh, this next one here, we've got the Arizona Cardinals, who are red hot, haven't lost the game. Two and a half point underdogs to the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland. That's crazy. I don't know how the hell, who the hell set that line. Um, Cleveland is a good team. It's just, can they put it all together, man? You know what I mean? It seems like uh, the games that they've lost have been against very high scoring offenses in uh, uh, Kansas City and the Chargers now. They're going up against another high potent offense, Arizona. At home, though. Um, this is going to be a tough game. You know, when the season started, I had this penciled in as a win. Now, yeah, uh, the, the Browns could easily be at 500 after this game. This is a tough, tough game. Must win for the Browns. They have to win this game. You cannot start 3-3 three and three, um, as well as they've played. They could easily be undefeated. Um, but they got to win this game, man, and this is going to be tough. This is going to be like the game of the week, in my opinion. It's a 4 o'clock start. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of eyeballs on that. Uh, I'm going to go... I'm going to go crazy. I'm going to go Cleveland, man. I think that they're going to win by more than three. I am too. And if you agree with us that Cleveland is the pick here, I'd advise putting in your pick now because it's at two and a half. It looks like it's about to pop and it's going to go up to three. Um, You can read the juice, guys. When you're looking at these betting lines, if you see a high number over minus 110, um, like you do in this case with this game, I see some minus 123s, some minus 115s. That's an indicator that it's about to go up. It could be going up to the next level and it could be going up to minus three. So um, if you like the, the, the Cardinal sign, side, excuse me, wait it out and take the Cardinals plus three. But I like Cleveland here. I think that just like we talked about when it was Cleveland versus the Chiefs matchup, the way to beat these high-powered offenses, these guys that can spread the ball out and and throw all day like the Cardinals, you got to keep them off the field. You got to keep Kyler Murray off the field. And I think the the Browns can do that with their running game. And so I, I like the, the Cardinals here. But I think most people are going to be on Arizona. Um, I think the public's going to be on Arizona and I think the Sharps are going to be on Cleveland. And I think Cleveland's going to take it here. Uh, next up, we've got... The Las Vegas Raiders, without their head coach, by the way, three and a half points underdogs to uh, to the Denver Broncos. Um, I think, and we can talk about the Gruden thing, man. Losing your head coach in the middle of a season 
is so disruptive. Yeah. It's so disruptive. And so I'm going to fade the Raiders here. I mean, think about this. In my opinion, the drama that surrounded Gruden last week before it blew up and got worse impacted the Raiders in that game last week. That's just Mm -hmm. my opinion. The Raiders looked flat. So if it looked bad last week and impacted them at home, how's it going to impact them with a travel week on the road against the division rival? Now it got worse and you lost your head coach. So John Gruden said he's resigning. He doesn't want to be a distraction, but that doesn't mean this week their players aren't going to be asked about it. It's going to be a distraction this week for them, whether you like it or not. And so um, I like for that reason alone, plus playing in that thin air in Denver, that's a great home field advantage there. Um, I like the Denver I like Denver Broncos minus three and a half here. Yeah, man, I still can't believe he's he's no longer the coach. That's crazy, crazy as hell to me, man. That still doesn't feel real. It felt like I thought he was going to be there. I mean, he got signed a 10-year deal. You know what yeah. I mean? This guy was like untouchable. Davis loved him. Yep. Gave him a massive contract. I still still can't wrap my head around him, man. You know, I were talking about this last night. Like, I was, I was trying to defend him, you know what I'm saying, at the beginning. And I was like, oh, that's not that bad. This shit just kept getting worse and worse and worse. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, okay, I can't. I mean, this was 10 years ago. I, that's kind of my point. It, was, it like started 10 years. with 10 years ago. Yeah. But then I think the most recent one was like 2018. Oh, wow. And so it's, it's yeah, it, it, it has metastasized yeah, yeah. The, the story behind it. But I don't know if you knew this, Chad. Do you know where this all started from? This all started from the, the um, investigation into the Washington football team's culture. Oh, that's wow. when that first one, the comment wow. about the other dude's lips from 10 years ago. Yeah. The only reason that came out is because someone leaked that from the investigation into similar things, racism, misogyny, et cetera, in the Washington football team organization. So he was having a conversation with Alan, high level executive in Washington. And then someone leaked that email from Gruden. And then people were like, uh, let's look at more. Let's see if there's more yeah. of this shit. And sure enough, they found some more of that. So I wonder, by the way, <laughs> You've got this uh, Washington football team executive who's having these um, conversations that were uh, very, I'll, I'll be very kind and say they were unflattering. Was John Gruden the only person or coach in the league he was talking to? Could there be more yeah. people sweating right now that in this investigation, there might be more people who said some shit they shouldn't have 10, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3 years ago? Yeah. That's going to be interesting. It could be, man. Who knows? Like, John, I'm, I'm just going to say John Gruden don't give a shit. That dude don't yeah. give a fuck. Like, he'll just say whatever the hell he wants, man. Clearly. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> that dude went after everybody, man. Yeah. God, there ain't nobody left to talk shit about. Dude, I, I think what sealed it for him, I mean, it, a lot of that stuff was bad and it's going to offend a lot of people, right? I mean, you had the the racism, inappropriate, shouldn't have said it, uh, the, the misogyny, all that stuff. I think probably what did it <laughs> is when he was talking shit about Roger Goodell. Goodell, yeah. excuse me. Yeah. When he was when he's talking shit about the commission, you can't call your boss names, derogatory names in an email, no matter what company you work for. You called him gay or something? Yeah, yeah. He called him the the, the, <laughs> the F word. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. He 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 you can't you you no, nobody's gonna get away with That's that. That's hilarious though. Nobody's man. gonna get away with I that. Thought, I mean it's ballsy. I mean, he lost his job and a lot of money, but that are those are the details. We gotta get back to these picks here in a second, but those are the details that I want to know because this dude had a contract that I think most people would agree he was overpaid. A 10-year ten yeah. head coaching contract is unheard of in the NFL. And so I want to know the details of this. Is that money guaranteed? Were lawyers involved? Is there a buyout? Like that I think is going to be the next shooter drop. And I think that's going to be fascinating because if he is getting money out of this contract, people are going to obviously say like, oh, what the heck? You're rewarding bad behavior. Now he's making millions of dollars after doing all these terrible things. 
Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where that money lands. It's crazy, man. He just lost a shit ton of money. He did. I'm sure he's fine. You know he what did. I mean? I'm, I'm sure he's fine. But. He did. And it's going to be interesting, Chad, to see what the players say because after the first comment, players came out in the press and defended him and said things like, that's not the John Gruden we know. It was 10 years ago. They kind of rallied around him. Yeah. But that was before all this extra stuff of what seems to be a pattern over the last nine years of behavior and, and comments. So it's going to be interesting to see if those players are still supportive when he's not in the building anymore. It's crazy, man. Yeah, so they're a three-and-a-half-point underdogs at Denver. I know you put some money down on, on Denver there, right? Yeah, dude, I put money down on Denver as soon as I heard the news. Yeah, I think you, you put money down, then you called me. You know? <laughs> I saw I saw that news come up real quick before yeah. they even mentioned it on, on Monday Night Football. Yeah, yeah. I saw that news come up because I, you know, I got alerts and shit on my phone. I saw that news come up. I went right to a, a, a gambling establishment. I put money down on the Broncos, and then I called Chad. You were like, oh, shit, man, this is crazy. Plus three and a half. <laughs> shit, got to jump on it, man. Yep, exactly. So, <laughs> You're a shark, but, man. But what? that's the mind of a better man you've always yeah. got to be thinking about that edge and how you can get it but i will say this though the line hasn't moved yeah that's so now strange. i'm starting to second guess myself and i'm like shit why hasn't that it's line gotta moved? move it's got to Woo. you know it's got to move by at least a point. i want some good closing line value if it doesn't move i'm gonna i'm gonna be second guessing myself but we'll see how that one works out yeah. the hook does scare me a little bit but i'm still confident about them yeah. for sure um next up we've got it's good matchup this this is another one yeah. here we got dallas on the road against new england new england is a four point underdog to the Cowboys. Oh, I can't touch this game. Man. Yeah, I'm I probably just... wouldn't either, but uh, Dallas, that offense, man, is uh, Dak is is one of the best quarterbacks in the league, man. No doubt. Um, They look pretty good, dude. Dallas looks good, you know. Dare I say they've gotten their defense. Their defense isn't atrocious like it was last year. Is it above average? I, I would say it's got to be like middle of the league. You yeah, know what I'm yeah. I give it like 20-some points to, to New York, right? Yep. Uh, four and a half, man. That's that. That's a lot on the road. Four in some places. Yeah, four, four and a half. Yeah. Um, I would take Dallas here, man. Still, I think that they're gonna win. I, I think that they're gonna win by more than a touchdown, honestly. Yeah, I'm gonna take New England here. Um, at home, I think. Uh, it's just a coaching matchup. I think this is one of the best coaches in the NFL versus one of the worst coaches in the NFL. You give me the better head coach with four points at home. I'm going to take that dog. I couldn't agree um, more. I, I think, uh, I, yeah, I, I like, I like the, the Patriots here. McCarthy is not a good coach, no, man. That no. dude seems like he's just a manager. It, it, uh, you watch, did you watch hard knocks? I didn't actually. Yeah, so I watched hard. It doesn't seem like he's really doing anything besides just like talking a bunch of shit. You know what I mean? It doesn't seem like he's doing a lot of coaching and you know, yeah. everything, you know. And then his in-game decision-making oh, dude, process he, is terrible. Yeah, he, he, so. That's going to cost him a game at some point this year. Mark my words. Yep, no doubt. And I actually root for Dallas a lot because a lot of my buddies are, are big Dallas fans, and I want to see them happy. Um, but I just can't get past his, his in-game decisions. are just fucking atrocious, man. I just yeah. don't trust that dude. They're going to lose a game because of his dumbass uh, coaching decisions at some point this year, guaranteed. Yeah, I think the teams that that New England can struggle against are the teams that have multiple weapons. Because what does Bill Belichick like to do? He likes to Takes take away. your best yeah. weapon out of the game. And so you go ahead and do that to Dallas. They've got other guys that can beat you. And so um, I think the Patriots are going to um, have their hands full. Um, but I still like them at home getting four points. This is one of those games where it opened as Dallas as, as a one-point favorite and the hype train is on the Cowboys. You can make yourself a lot of money as an NFL better just going against the hype because these lines get inflated because people get excited. And, and it's kind of what I was talking about with the Chargers earlier today too. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take the Patriots here. It's going to be an uncomfortable game. It's going to be a sweat, but I'd rather be on the Patriots side of this one. Next up, we've got Sunday Night Football. 
Man, this game would have been a little better if uh, Russell Wilson actually yeah. was still healthy. Um, but we've got uh, Seattle, four and a half point um, underdogs to the Steelers. Um, Steelers, are they rising from the dead? Because they salvaged their season last week. They sure did, Against man. the Broncos. They sure did. Um, five points, though. That's a lot. Four and like, a half. Uh, four and a half to five. Oh, yeah, five I see a five. Good call. Some places. But uh, uh, yeah. four and a half to five. This is why you got to go to Odd Shark, man. It's four and a half to five. It's a big difference. Yep. Um, I don't know, man. Juju Smith-Schuster is going to be out for the season True. now. I don't think he was great, but, you know, that's one less weapon. Um, ben looked okay, you know, against the against, yep. uh, Broncos. But five points is a lot, man. I don't even know who the hell Seattle's quarterback is going to be. Who is it? Yeah. Uh, oh, their backup was uh, the dude from the Jets. His name's escaping me right now. Oh, Geno Smith. Geno Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so that's a lot of points, but I think Pittsburgh's going to win this game, and I think they're going to win it, you know, by more than five. So I, w- I would go Pittsburgh here. Yeah, so I'm not going to touch the um, uh, the point spread here, um, but let's look at this over-under. 42-point over-under on a Sunday night game. I think we could have, uh, if Ben is starting to turn the corner a little bit, I think we could, ha- could have some points. I could see this getting to 43, 44 pretty easily, maybe even more. So I'm going to take the over here um, on this Sunday night game. The over-under originally was 48, and it plummeted down to 42. That's yeah, quite once, a swing. Once Wilson went down. Yeah, so I'm going to buy low on this 42 Yeah, um, and and stay away from the, the side in the game. Uh, next up, Monday Night Football, our last game we're going to discuss here. We've got uh, Buffalo at Tennessee. Any game that the Bills are in, the over-under is really high, by the way. And the over-under in this game is either 54 or 53 and a half. Um, Buffalo is hot. They're another one of these teams that – um, I don't think there's been a point in the season when, when they've been regarded any higher. Some people are actually starting to say they might be the best team in the league. Um, where would you put them, Chad? You think they're a top three team? What, what do you think? Absolutely. Yeah, dude. Uh, after their, their week one stinker against, uh, Pittsburgh yep. at home too, by the way, which was a huge upset. Special teams uh, might've lost that game. Yeah. Though. Buffalo has turned it on, man. They beat the shit out of uh, Kansas city the other night. I mean, that, that game wasn't, didn't even seem close. You never really felt like you always think that Kansas city can come back because they're Kansas city and they got Patrick Mahomes, Yeah, but Buffalo just beat their ass. They're just a way more physical team. They, they looked way more ready to play. They looked like that game meant more to them as well. Um, Buffalo's a very, very hot team. Them and the Chargers are two teams I would not want to not want to touch right now. Yeah, good call, good call. So Buffalo's a five-and-a-half-point favorite. I think they're going to blow out Tennessee. Yeah, I think so too. I would take that. I think Tennessee could get some points, which is why I like the over here. But that Tennessee defense is not good. I'm going to say this every week until they prove me wrong. The Tennessee mm-hmm. defense is not good. Tennessee defense is not good. And the Bills are a juggernaut on offense. Yeah. So I can see this this game getting away from Tennessee. I'm not really worried about the backdoor cover. Um, I'm going to take uh, Buffalo here five and a half. I think this is going up, by the way. I think this is going to get... Oh, I actually see a six already. Mm-hmm. I could see this going up to six, six, six and a half. Probably not breaking seven, but I'm going to go ahead and take the Bills now at five and a half before this one goes up. Yeah, I would too, man. Josh Allen, the guy can make all the throws, man. He's just... He's on fire right now. I yeah. would not want to play them whatsoever. Yeah, for that sure. That might be a little, a little AFC uh, title game uh, matchup. Uh, Chargers and Bills. Chargers and Bills, those those got to be the top two teams. Yeah, yeah, right now in, in the AFC, I would think so. And then how about on the NFC side? Who do you like? Oh shit, you got to put the Cardinals in there, right? Yeah, yeah, but you also got definitely you can't overlook the Buccaneers, man. You can't look yeah. overlook Tom Brady until yeah. they start to struggle mightily. I still think they're my Super Bowl pick. Mm-hmm. I just can't bet against Tom Brady, man. If you ever thought you could, he proved you that he proved uh, you wrong last year, man. The yeah. guy's just 
He's just an amazing, amazing player, man. And you and I were talking about this the other day. We, we, you really just have to appreciate it, man, because we don't know how many more years we're going to get of this. It looks like he could play for another five or six yeah, years. I mean, what, what Tom Brady's doing, I don't think people can even wrap their heads around no. right now yeah, because you, yep. he's, he's, <laughs> he's playing at such a high level at his age. And I think we're just used to it. And we take yeah. it for granted. And we're yeah. just like, oh, Tom Tom had another so, Pro Bowl season. Yep. Tom had another four-touchdown game. Yep. like Five last week, which is crazy, dude. L- look at guys who are literally like seven, eight years younger than him that are already breaking down. Like um, Matt Ryan, Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger, We're yeah. already seeing their play decr- decline. And they're not one or two years younger than him. Mm-hmm. They're several years younger than him. So yeah. uh, what he's doing is, is incredible. I'd say a testament to his fucking diet, a testament yep. to the plyometrics, to his unconventional training that he does. Um, and at some point people got to start looking at that and say, yeah. huh, I'm about to start doing this shit. Dude, how can you not, man? <laughs> oh, give me some TB12 gear. I don't how give a shit. Not, man, no yeah. tomatoes, dude. He doesn't like tomatoes. Yeah. He I don't, I don't care tomatoes, for tomatoes. Tomatoes either. promote inflammation. So That's pasta to sauce too. You don't do pasta sauce. Chad? Uh, I mean, I will, you know what I mean? But I, I hate tomatoes, man. I, I, I used to eat it cause I thought they were healthy. I'm shit. learning a lot about you. By the way, I learned a lot about Chad this weekend yeah. because stayed for, at my house. we've been friends for a while, yeah. but for the first time ever, um, I actually watched some football games with Chad. Yeah. And so I want to bring a couple things up. A couple things. Go up ahead, there. man. One, Chad's got like the little rewind thing on his TV. Oh, I, 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 I wear that bitch out. So, so, but I don't have that on my TV. Okay. I think uh. it is a cool feature. I wish I had it. Right. But, and I'd be interested to see what people out there think. I, I'm kind of like a little bit of a know-it-all. Okay. So I couldn't stand the fact that I'm 20 minutes behind on a game and everybody else in the fucking country knows what's going on. And I don't, I I can't stand being out of the loop, but you just run with that. You just like love being fucking 20, 30 minutes behind. Not going, what's going, not knowing what's going on. I cannot stand watching commercials, man. These commercials. And one thing about me, if you don't know this, my girl will, my girlfriend will tell you this. She thinks it's hilarious. Sometimes she probably does get annoyed. But I like overanalyze commercials all the time. Dude. <laughs> if like a commercial comes on and it's not realistic, I'll get like I'll like visibly get pissed off and shit. I'm a fucking weirdo, dude. And so I'm just like, that's not even that's not even plausible. That would that could never happen. You know, like what the hell are you talking about? Like they're not gonna know, you know. So I, I go into that shit. And if my team's losing, oh shit. If Michigan's losing, uh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be an asshole. The whole commercial break. discount double check. Yeah, Come on, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, that's not even a thing, dude. Yeah, no. Oh, uh, I'll go in on some State Farm commercials. Those things drive me fucking insane. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like the thing that pissed me off about the State Farm commercials, like these assholes didn't know. Like Aaron Rodgers didn't know that everybody gets this rate. You think you just like get a, <laughs> you just you get a special rate because you're Aaron Rodgers. Like everybody, they can't do that for you, dumbass. You know what I'm saying? Like, and yeah. you're so rich. Why are you? Why are you? pissed off about you know a couple hundred dollars here just like the Gronk commercial where he's supposed to trying to to sign up for that insurance or whatever don't even get me started on that that's like he doesn't care it's just so unrealistic and and, and he's the worst fucking actor i've ever seen in my life god i hate that shit i used to i've never really been a huge Gronk fan but after i seen those usaa commercials i fucking hate the guy (laughs) i can't stand this shit this dude's the worst fucking actor i've ever seen god damn i was about to post about this shit last night like he's intentionally acting oh it's so fucking terrible terrible, man it's just like oh it's just the worst i agree um so yeah so i always watch games like i'm I'm usually always like 20 30 minutes behind in a game and shit um I, i can't i couldn't live like that man I can't do commercials, man. I just cannot do them. They drive me fucking insane, dude. And then when Michigan's getting beat, the last thing I want to do is sit through a bunch of commercials. It's like torture. You know what I mean? Yeah. One, your team's getting beat, so you're pissed off. Then you got to watch all these dumbass, unrealistic commercials. You know what I'm saying? And so I just yeah. can't do it, man. So I got I to gotta hit the – I got to be 20 I gotta bring. Behind. I got to bring one specific example up, though. Yeah. I got to play devil's advocate. Yeah. So you're, there was one time 
where you were like fast forwarding through the commercials because you were behind 20 minutes mm-hmm. and then you went a little too far, didn't you? You yeah. missed something. You made yeah. you like, oh, damn it, I missed yeah. it. Yeah, I, I couldn't that. live like that. would piss me that. off. That would end my day, bro. I'd be like, oh, shit, I missed it. I like, did that one time. I couldn't stand. Sometimes I'm on the, the direct TV Sunday ticket and I'm like watching a guy line up for the field goal and the little fucking thing comes up and it's like, the yeah, Browns made a field goal. Annoying. And I'm like, God damn it, you just ruined it for yeah, me. Like, I, can't I turned stand that, that shit off. I, yeah, I, I, I should have. I just I found out how to do that because that was pissing me off the other the day. Settings too. Sh- I need to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. So I don't I don't fuck with commercials. Uh that shit's annoying. Yeah. Dude, I'll even say this. When the Cavs won the championship in 2016, I didn't find out until like 20 minutes after it happened. <laughs> My phone was in the other room just like going off and shit like that. I had to put it on vibrate because I figured like if they win, my phone's about to start blowing up and shit. And you if know? they lose, I, people are like, let's give Chad. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't want to know. And so one way or the other, I was gonna know. So my phone wasn't blowing up. I was like, oh, shit, they lost. Fuck. And if they won, I didn't want to know right away. But, yeah, I was uh, I was like 20 minutes behind that championship game against the Warriors, game seven, which is crazy. You know what I mean? But I, that's how badly I fucking hate commercials, man. So I just can't do it. See, I need – so I do a lot of live betting. So I, that's not even an option for me because yeah. I need to know. Was, if, if I'm betting 20 minutes behind, I'm going to get uh, I'm yeah. gonna get hurt by the sports books. Yeah, I, I just can't. Yeah. I can't handle Damn. commercials, man. That's Let us know. If, you, if you're a commercial guy, you fucking – Hit us up on Twitter, man. Let us know. Yeah, I'm <laughs> curious how you got how you guys watch your games. What's your setup? You watching on a tablet? You got the split screen going? You got picture in picture? Yeah, I got to be one of the only people that does that, man. I just uh, I just can't handle it. Can't yeah. watch the fucking commercials. What I respect about it, it's not my style. I couldn't yeah. do it, but you do have good rationale and good, yeah. good reasonings for why you kind of do it. So I so I respect that. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Anything else you got on, on me? Uh, so Chad also has this this beautiful dog. Yeah. who I think it's actually your girlfriend's yeah, dog yeah. who's spending time with us. And it's hilarious because anytime <laughs> Chad's got a really nice TV, HD TV, very large. Um, and every time like there's an animal on the fucking TV screen, it doesn't matter if it's a dog, a cat, a cow, a fucking goldfish. It doesn't matter. The dog gets up to the TV real close, like, like right here, like, yeah, and it like was this. cracking me up. And then there was one point where I don't know what the commercial was, but it was a, a Muppet. Mm-hmm. the Muppet animal was like yeah. playing the drums and yeah. shit. And that's like, that dog does not like, like animal. No, nah. that dog does not like nah. animal at all. And that shit cracked me up. Anything too. that's not a person. She, she just goes <laughs> fucking ballistic at horses, anything like we've had to turn shows off because of this. Asshole. <laughs> you know what I mean, and then uh, ruins, ruins the and other thing you were talking about the uh, how I wasn't uh, giving a shit about the dog while I was on vacation. Oh shit, this is hilarious! <laughs> so I was watching Chad's place while uh, while he was still in San Diego. You guys probably remember from our, our last episode, Chad was in San Diego, and uh, I'm I'm watching his place for him, and uh, he's giving me like all these like detailed explanations for his cat. Anybody that knows Chad, he loves this fucking cat. He's got so artwork much. up. That yeah. his cat has done yeah. in his house. Paw prints. Yeah. He had paw prints. Yeah. <laughs> He's got awesome. a big photo, like a long photo it's like, yeah, of it's, his cat in his like kitchen area. It's as big as my wingspan. So, so this dude loves his cat, okay? So Chad's giving me all these directions for like, yo, make sure you use the filtered water for Tatey. Yeah. And uh, if Tatey gets out, this is how to get Tatey back in because Tatey's an inside cat. And, you know, this is how to properly care for Tatey. Tatey's got a fucking fountain where like the water's constantly moving because Tatey can't have stagnant water. No. And he's like, he's like, it's like all this like high maintenance shit for like how to take care of the cat, right? So I'm like, yeah, that's cool. I'll watch your place. I'll take care of your cat, right? So the last minute, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you gotta, you're gonna be watching Gina's dog too. I was like, all right, that's cool. And he goes, uh, so he's like, all right. I'm like, so 
any instructions for the for the dog? It's like, ah, oh, no, don't worry about it. It's, it he'll be fine. It'll be cool. <laughs> it's a dog. You know how to take care of a dog. You know what I mean? <laughs> but dude, like I think most people would say that, like most people would agree that a, a dog requires more yeah. work than a cat for most people who aren't obsessed with their cat. Yeah, yeah. And so it's hilarious to me that you had all these specific instructions for the cat, and then this dog, you were just like, ah, it'll be fine. Ah, she'll ah, it'll be it fine. Out. Just like, yeah, no, she'll whatever. Figure it out. No, dude, Katie is a princess, man. I treat her as such, and uh, uh, I missed her so much. I called you a couple times. I think and was like, hey man, how's Tatey doing? And you're like, oh yeah, do you want to know about the dog? I'm like, I'm not, I didn't give a shit. <laughs> I was going to fuck with you. See, here's the thing about Chad's oh, dude, love for this yeah, cat don't. is that I thought I'm a practical joker. I like to fuck with people, right? So I like, like what I wanted to do when he's like, oh, how's Tatey? I could be like, oh shit, you know, I haven't seen her for a couple days. Let me go look. You know, I want to like uh, fuck with him like that. But uh, then I was like, he takes this cat so seriously that I couldn't. No. I didn't even want to fuck with him about That'd it. That would have been your ass. <laughs> this show would have been over. We would, we would, I mean, we would, you'd be looking for a new co-host because I don't play that shit. Uh, no, dude, do you say anything like that? Immediately my heart starts beating way too fast. I know, I know. That's why I didn't go and there, And I'm like, uh, you can leave while you're it, at it. It you crossed know? my mind. I was yeah. like, I, I, he takes his cat too nah, seriously. I no, nah, I, I would not play it. that shit. I'd be pissed off. Shit's hilarious. Yeah, you know, Teddy's a shit, man. Yeah. So we, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Yeah, yeah. Before we head out, Chad, can you tell uh, folks a little bit about Oddshark? Yeah, definitely. Oddshark is your source for the latest odds from leading authorities, expert editorial content, and detailed matchup picks. Looking for statistics and trends for an upcoming game? Oddshark has that too, and it's free. In-depth, expert analysis, stats, numbers, and trends to help you make the sharp game day picks. Whether you want to check out tonight's football odds, this week's hockey or basketball trends, or anything in between, Head over to Odd Shark and start thinking like a shark today. That's O D D S S H A R K dot com, uh, right here on our screen. Um, check them out, man. Damn. That's where we've been pulling all of our our numbers from and everything. We appreciate you guys watching the show. Please tell your friends about the show. F- visit us on social media. On Twitter, we are at DMPCD Show. On everything else, we are at DMPCD Sports. Uh, give us a follow. Like all of our fucking videos and shit. Thumbs up on YouTube. Subscribe yeah. on YouTube. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, etc. Tell one of your friends about the show, man. Absolutely. We appreciate Spread that big word. time. Yeah. Um, next week, we got, we got a good-ass week of football this week. We'll be back again next week. Uh, might have some new guests and stuff like that. We'll we'll know shortly. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. But, we'll see you guys soon. Yeah. Thanks for watching the show. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe. Uh, also, check out hotpotmedia.com for all their other uh, podcasts. Uh, Give us a follow. We appreciate you guys watching the show. We'll see you guys next week. For Tony, I am Chad. Peace out. Thanks for listening. You can find more episodes and all of our other Hot Pie Media originals baked fresh daily at our home online at hotpiemedia.com, the Hot Pie Media YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts.